Thanks to Jody from Seattle for letting us hear the sounds of the city saying thank you to its frontline helpers. This world situation is not about making the most out of the situation. It's not about organizing our cupboards, although I love an organized cupboard. It's not about getting as much done as we can. I know that some of us are feeling like, oh, I need to get as much done as I can until things get back to normal. Yeah, no, no. And you know what? A few months out of school is not going to impede our children's development. That's what school is for. <laughs> So good for them to be out. I know, I know. You need structure and order. I, I super get it. Look, it's not about planning about going back to our lives when this is all over. In fact, that is dangerously mediocre thinking. This unprecedented situation in the history of humankind is about making the most of our lives together. Lives, plural, togetherness, always. So not just my life, not just your life, our lives, and not just my dreams or your dreams, our dreams. This is about the collective, yeah? And I get it because I love a project, and I have three different kinds of to-do lists on any given day. I'm, I'm an optimizer. On the strength finders test, I'm a maximizer. What else am I? I'm intellection, futuristic, relater, yeah, I saw the, the huggy. Okay, anyway... I'm cleaning up my drawers for sure. I've, I'm saving many hours a week, not driving here, there, and everywhere. I want to turn my basement into a guest room. And by that, I mean, I'm just going to put a sleeping bag in a nice, maybe a little vase on the floor. There are seedlings to start and all of that. You know, I'm going to grow my own food because apocalypse and all. And the thing is, actually, I am busier than ever because I have an online business in the self-help space during like major world meltdown this is like my olympics the divine has pressed the pause button and we need to get in sync with that pause we spent so long being out of sync with natural cycles and ourselves that it's just time to press pause it's not about resisting it's not about pushing through this it is certainly not about overriding we've been doing that for way too long that's part of the reason we're in this predicament all the overriding and the denying and the pushing through and the crushing it that we've been doing, you know? And besides, don't you just want to stop? Don't you want to slow down? Now, I know that mainly right now I'm speaking to the people who have the privilege of sheltering, of slowing down. This is not a question for the people on the front lines. We love you. We bless you. Thank you. But here's a question for the rest of us. If you had the resources, you had the resources. You, come on, this is the typical fantasy question. If you had no one to impress, no one to impress, and if the majority of the world slowed down because of one unifying singular crisis event, <laughs> I'm going to say that all over again. It's like, because listen to this. Okay, so let's just go into fantasy mode for a minute. It's just like something that would never, ever happen, ever in the world. Let's just say if the world slowed down because of one event that affected everybody on the planet and it was like everybody totally had to slow down and just pull back and like most of us needed just like shelter inside, would you like totally be stoked to take some time off? 
huh? Because that's what it's taken for most of us to just stop. I have one friend who went down with the virus. She's recovered. And she said it was, it was the biggest wake-up call she's ever had because she's been just running and running and running. Yeah. So if you're not on the front lines, your job right now is to go within. This is a sacred reprioritization. This is what Thoreau was talking about, going to the woods. Here, I'll give you the actual poetry. I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life and see if I could not learn what it had to teach and not when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. I did not wish to live what was not life. Living is so dear. Yeah. Retreat because you wish to live deliberately. Hey, hey, it's time for a grace moment. This is where we get still, receive, and respond to our hearts, even though there's lots going around us. So this only takes a minute. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Breathe into your heart center, in and out through your nostrils, and be still. Your breathing is natural and gentle. And now you receive. You receive the energy in your heart space. You're receiving the awareness of higher love and presence in your heart. And then you are receiving guidance from your heart. What's the message from your heart? And now you respond. You respond to that heart energy with a deeper breath with a nourishing thought or with a simple thank you. And breathe. Open your eyes and your back. So, I used to run a think tank in Washington, D.C. I had a bunch of futurists 21 futurists, food scientists and poets, and you can actually be a certified futurist. And what I learned was that when you are looking at a potential future, you don't come up with one possible outcome, not one scenario, but at least two, if not three or four potential scenarios about how something could play out. And that's just called wisdom. And that allows you to make strong plans and also remain hopeful. Yeah. So naturally in this world circumstance we're in, I have considered big time disruption scenarios. I've thought about interruptions to all kinds of supply chains, medication and food. And what if the power grid went out? Let's say, what if, okay, stay with me because this is going to start to sound like kind of a fantasy. What if there was no Wi-Fi, no power? And then your phone, you're starting to sweat right now. And then your phone runs out of batteries. Okay, so just pause that for a second because aside from 
all of the danger and the discomfort and there's a lot of lives at risk in that scenario. Let's just go to like, this is just you and you're safe in your home, okay? So I'm fantasizing, I'm imagining for myself all that happening and just like, oh my, wait a second. (gasps) No phone means I don't have to be on Instagram. Means I don't have to chat with my girls every day. It means I have no deadlines. Nobody needs anything from me. There's nothing sitting in my my task list, yeah? No Viber, not Skyping, <gasps> no Zoom. <laughs> no concern for making money because I can't make money. Can't be online. No clicks. I don't have to worry about who loves me, who's hurting me. <gasps> Just me, mom, my kid, and the day, the whole day, maybe multiple days to make my very own, be like a snow day, but way better. And with the power out, I couldn't even watch a documentary for self-improvement and cultural purposes. (laughs) It'd just be me and my kid and God and some cold beans, don't have a problem with that, and a good book. Started to feel like heaven. And I realized when I was fantasizing about the world situation turning into power grid shortages, that that was an indication of something. (laughs) I need to take a break. I don't want the power grid to collapse. May the power grid remain strong for everyone across the world. May we be fueled and fed with, with great ease. But in my bones, I am aching for a deeper simplicity, and that is the opportunity here, and I'm gonna take it. You know that Twilight Zone episode about, you know, you know the Twilight Zone episode? It's the one with the stopwatch. I think it's just called the watch. So dude finds this magic stopwatch. And whenever he presses stop, everything stops. The people freeze, the fish in his little fishbowl stop swimming. And then he presses start and everything just blip, 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 zooms back up to normal, you know? And so what does he do? Stops it sleeps in a little later for work, stops it, gets caught up on some things. Yeah, okay. Stops it, takes some money from the bank teller. Stops it, starts to do a few other little skeezy things. And then, of course, you see where this is going. When he goes to press start, the stopwatch won't start. And that means he is stuck all by himself on a planet with frozen people. The money doesn't matter. But the point of that is, that's one of my favorite. Twilight Zone episodes ever because I got a fantasy of finding that fantastical stopwatch where, and I know you want it too, where you just freeze everybody. You could sleep in and you could do your extra this and your extra that and you could catch up on all your emails. You can organize all your stuff. You could sleep some more and you could just catch up and catch up on catching up. Yeah, listen, why don't you just, here's a magical stopwatch worldwide health crisis. <sighs> I've had that tension my whole life of wanting that stopwatch. And I want to keep working. This isn't about not wanting to do what I want to do. I want to do it more than I've ever wanted to do it. I want to do it with more love, more clarity, more wisdom, more efficacy, more efficiency. I want to get what I have got to give to millions of people. Really clear about that. <laughs> Crystal clear. I want to serve with joy. I want to support myself, my loved ones, for a life of wellness. 
I want a life of wellness and service for the 17 people that are on my payroll. I want to continue to be generous. I want to be more generous than ever. I want to hit new heights of generosity I have not even considered. I'm really clear about that. Yeah? (laughs) But I think what I'm learning here in this occasion to pause and the yearning that I'm seeing when I fantasize about like super duper pause is that I just need to flip it, put it in reverse and flip it. It's about priorities. That's the stillness that I'm craving, that my devotion to higher love, to the infinite, has to come first. Some days it does, but a lot of days it doesn't. And my devotion cannot be part of my to-do list. My devotion to higher love has to be central and first. My devotion to higher love has to be the starting line, not what falls off my plate after I've done everything else to take care of the 17 people on my payroll and to serve the world and earn my entry into some cosmic state of bliss. It's all about the earning. I'm done with, done trying to be done with the earning, you know? Stillness, reprioritization. All we need to do is put what matters most first and then we can have almost everything that we want. Stillness isn't the absence of movement. It's a focus on the present. So yeah, yes to clean up projects and yes to making art, <laughs> learning another language, sure, you know. And this is an excellent time. I'm really serious about this. This is an excellent time to create piles of stuff that you obviously, it should be obvious right now how much you do not need. Create piles of the stuff you do not need. Because for starters, we need to simplify our consumption and we need to tidy up our spaces. I'm not talking to the Virgos. But secondly, someone is going to need what you currently have because they are going to be short on it if they're not already. Someone already needs what you have because you might have a lot of it. And if you're the person who doesn't have enough, Uh, hearts are going to open and the prayer is that so many resources are going to flow to you and to all of us, all kinds of resources. But first, more importantly, more urgently than making the most of the situation is to consider how we could be making the most of our lives on the planet together. So now we prioritize devotion to truth, yeah? Devotion to higher love like we never have before. That's the line in the sand that the mother has drawn. The before is, meh, you're kind of devoted. The after is we are so devoted that we really change social systems. (sighs) It's time to double down on devotion to love. I'm sure that even the monks that are cloistered in Tibet, chanting ceaselessly, The White Tara mantra, that's the mantra for the day right now. White Tara, the ending of suffering. I'm pretty sure that even the chanters are doubling down on their devotion. So here's the new order, not to be mistaken with the new world order. We're going to get into that. Do your shadow work to glorify your divinity. (laughs) And then you can clean out your drawers and learn a new language, all right? First, the shadow work. Tap your divine. Be in your power and your glory. The rest will fall into place. We can have it all. 
if we just get our priorities straight. Yeah. I'm sliding in a question here. Who doesn't want to talk about relationships all the time? There are the relationships that you want to nourish and the relationships that maybe you need to bless and release. That's all about forgiveness and I have something for that. Two guided reflection kits called Relationship Nourishing and Relationship Releasing. I guide you through creating sacred containers and pouring your love onto that dynamic. So that which you want to grow grows and that which you need to piece out, you piece it out. Like for real, piece it out. Head to daniellelaporte.com slash reflections. How you doing? Ready to grace for impact? Here it is. I've got some steps for you. I always got some steps. It's my job to have steps. Uh, let's talk about how to, for real, deepen our devotion to truth and to higher love. That's the calling. And by that, I mean how we dive into the abyss of pain that we are now being confronted with and how we transform all of that into grace. So we're going to talk about the longing to reset, resting, being in your joy, emanating joy, and making your personal pain transpersonal. And while we're at it, adoring the earth much more actively. Okay, so first, number one, admit to your longing to slow down. And if you can't fess up to it right now, just take my word for it. You probably need to slow down. If you can't take my word for it, take Mother Earth's word for it. Just slow the fuck down. For a lot of us, the pause is wonderful. We're savoring it. We're loving it. Here's the thing. Do not feel guilty for enjoying the pause. The joy is real, and your joy does not discount the suffering that somebody else is going through and the suffering that you may be going through alongside your joy, right? <sighs> There's a lot to be grateful for right now, so just relish it. Be present with it. That presence is what transforms everything. Admit to your longing to slow down and relish the retreat. As Adya Shanti puts it, it's one of my favorite teachers, we are retreating to that which we are, that which is awake, that which is our true being. Huh? How's that? How's that for a reframe? Okay, number two. After you admit to your deep desire to slow down, then slow down. Stop. Pause. Be still. And you're going to recognize that being able to pause is a privilege. It's a lot to be grateful for. And then you'll probably see that so much can just wait. Yeah? Strip it down. What do you need to not do? Now that you're not running around so much in the external world, what do you have more time for? And don't fill up that time with stuff. Use that time to be, linger, eat more slowly, curl up with a book, fall asleep, write a love letter. I know anybody who's listening to this right now who has little children at home is probably wanting to tell me to fuck off. Okay. Yeah. You have to find the stillness in those moments. Just savor the insanity. Rest in love. That love may be crazy and chaotic right now, 
may only have five minutes to yourself at the end of the day after taking care of everyone else. That love may be spacious, might be full of loneliness, but rest in love. Everything is the stuff of love, the light of consciousness, that which is breathing you, the stuff that makes the stuff the substance of the substance. Notice everything you have. Tune in to that which is breathing you. Rest in love. A Course in Miracles puts it this way. Rest in God's love and protect your rest by loving. Love is the homecoming. Yeah. And loving keeps you at home. And this brings us into joy. Take your joy. Yeah? No guilt in the pleasure you might have right now, in the enthusiasm and excitement and the delight. Don't feel any guilt for it whatsoever. You can feel that alongside the sorrow, as I already pointed out. Joy, you being in joy, that spills out into the into the unified field, into the morphogenic field, and other people can tap into that joy. Yeah? Joy strengthens your immune system. Joy dispels the darkness. When I was going through a really deep and painful transformation, a friend reached out to me. And as she was doing so, as she was reaching down to scoop me up and to comfort me, she didn't step out of her own joy. I was watching what she was doing, and she was still her bright and radiant self. And this is a note that I sent her. I was so happy that, well, that she'd she'd come to my aid, but also she didn't let it get her off course. Uh, Marianne, you leaning toward your own hope and joy with such conviction and humility have been light rays through a long coming and a very recent, very dark night of the soul for me. I'm emerging now. I questioned even my desire for joy. But I am seeing now that the joy body is the original state. And to want it, to choose toward joy, is the most divine desire and impulse. Self-punishment is melting away to this truth. So let there be light. And let there be joy. And may joy continue to rain down on you. You are amazing. Yeah, and then she ran for president of the United States. The joy body is the original state. And to want it, to choose toward joy, is the most divine desire and impulse, no matter what is going on. Hey, hey, while you're here, remember that there is a book, an ebook, that this podcast is based on. I actually started the podcast and it turned into a book. I never stopped talking and I never stopped writing. And I designed the book, Grace for Impact, to help you go deeper, like way deeper, and let go, really let go, and emerge, emerge from this opportunity, more you and more new, the best kind of new. There's a lot of beautiful reflective writing practices and complete prayers, meditations, and video content all about healing, immune systems, breathing, courage, and the book, the digital book is pay what you wish for it. So yeah, just go get it, pay what you can. Because love is that easy. Daniellaport.com slash grace.
All right. Next. Can't talk about joy without talking about pain. It's about making your personal pain transpersonal. You can always count on me for a little bit of Krishnamurti. I love this one from him. When there is no movement of escape from sorrow, out of that comes great passion, which is compassion. Right? So when you're stuck in your own stuff and you stay there, that intensity transforms into compassion for other people. So feel your pain, whatever you are experiencing right now, for whatever reason. Feel your pain without judgment, and then just stay with it. Be compassionate with it. Don't talk yourself out of it. Don't criticize yourself for experiencing it. Don't tell yourself you're less than or you should have or you could have or whatever, okay? You can be with your pain. We'll get into this more deeply about how to get into your pain more deeply, but in those moments where you're aware that you are in pain, what you can do as a way to expand your consciousness, to open your heart, is you take that personal pain higher. It's about bringing your discomfort to common ground. So you feel your pain with compassion. It's going to soften you. And then you look up and out of your own pain to ask yourself, who else is experiencing this pain or worse? So I'm in my kitchen a couple weeks ago. I'm feeling a little bit concerned about being able to get fresh food delivered to my house. Very clear, very aware, this is a worry of privilege that all the grocery stores in my city and now the farmer's markets and the small markets, they're now delivering in, you know, in response to the World Health situation and I have a credit card and I can get someone to drop some carrots on my steps, okay? But it's a long wait for a lot of it. And the system hadn't sort of caught up with demand yet. And we were needing to wait about two weeks before we could get food. And I was worried that I'd screwed up on this order and I couldn't get anything in. And I got over it pretty quickly because I'm like, we're going to cope. I got some lentils. It's all going to be fine. I could actually go to the grocery store with a mask and some gloves. Then I thought, no, somebody else is feeling this. Many people are feeling this. Many people are feeling this fear in an even more legit and real way because where are they going to get food and are they going to have money to get food and many people feel this beyond the situation many people feel this on a daily basis and that's the beauty of connecting your pain to other people you lift up and out you feel more grateful for what you have and you enroll yourself to do whatever it takes to help other people get out of their pain yeah so what are you worried about right now you worried about food, so is somebody else. You worried about your lungs, just think about everybody else, also worried about their wellness. You worried about money, lots of other people too. So let's be really clear here. This is not a spiritual bypass, okay? This is not to invalidate your own suffering. This is to validate someone else's suffering. And that's love. And this isn't to take on someone else's suffering because that is counterproductive. This exercise is to witness another suffering. And that's love. And that witnessing, that loving gaze is what transmutes pain. It's what connects us. It's what has you be more inclusive and act on behalf of everybody's wellness. Use your pain to create connection. 
That's how we transform suffering into insight, isolation into community. You can even use your self-pity. You can even use your self-condemnation to move towards higher love. And that is making the most of the situation. So whatever it takes of us now, whether we're sheltering in place or we are freely sharing the abundant resources that we have, we can do this. We can do it on the best days when it's easy to do, and we can do it on the worst of days when it takes all of us to share. Yeah, we're doing it. We can do it and we can keep doing it. How about we do more of it on behalf of Mother Earth? So let's talk about the ecosystem. Global carbon emissions, yeah? Biggest drop in 30 years. Endangered sea turtles are returning to beaches in Brazil to hatch their babies. And you probably heard by now, the locals in Venice say that the water looks cleaner so that now they can see the dolphins swimming the canals, that there are more swans than there used to be. There were always swans, but now you can see the water that the swans and the dolphins are swimming. And so whatever you have to do right now, whether that's working from home or being on the front lines, bless you, love you, we thank you, thank you, or sharing your resources, whatever those are, if it means that you are just not heading to the mall to get something that is not totally essential, you're not getting your hair dyed. Ultimately, we can do this on behalf of the ecosystem, on behalf of Mother Earth. Think of everything that we're doing right now for the situation as a gesture of gratitude for life itself. Mother Earth is why we're here. Her soil is in our bones, her breath in our lungs, her water in our blood. She's provided life to all sentient beings and the resources that keep us all alive. The earth has been footing the bill for our pleasure and our insecurities for a very long time. Couldn't we just give her a couple months of just kicking back? I know not all of us can kick back right now, but you get the idea. For those of us who can gracefully step back, let's do it on behalf of giving the planet a reprieve, an opportunity for the greatest reset since, I don't know when, the woolly mammoth. And you know, we owe her more than this reprieve. We owe her a highly respectful and rapid and pervasive reset. And it's coming. If we choose it, we can choose it. May we choose it. Let's choose it. Ah, stay with me. In the next chapter, we are going into the holy event, also known as your suffering, but it's going to be so much fun. We're stepping into the dark part of the train. It's best to go slowly. It's best to stick together. Grace for impact. May this passage gracefully lead us to one love. May this passage gracefully lead us to one love. May this passage gracefully lead us to one love. So like you know where to find me, daniellelaporte.com and all social media anywhere possibly in the universe. If you got some questions or love notes, Send them to support at daniellelaporte.com. This podcast is produced by Kelly Winham. You can find her at face-the-number-four-radio.com. Let me just say that in a smoother way, face and I give my deepest, infinite, 
honored gratitude to Team D for helping me do this and so much more that brings my heart to life. I love you so much. <laughs>